Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. TLC, so I creep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Have you creeped lately? Did you put it on tape? Perhaps you're one of those who put it on tape and you got busted. Let's talk about it. Or you put it on tape and you weren't creeping and you keep going back to watching it. We are talking about the pros and cons of making your own sex tape. So on that note, Joseph in Orange Farm says he's been listening to this jam uh, by TLC the whole entire day. Joseph, if you and I sinking on the same wavelength. A-teamers, let me remind you, no one under the age of 18 should be tuned right now because we are in the closet. Remember, you need to shut the front door and get into the closet so we as adults can enjoy our time together. Be honest, open, free, and willing to discuss all matters to do with sex. Dr. Miriam Khan is our guest this evening. Dr. Miriam Khan is a natural medicine doctor and she's registered with the Allied Health Professions Council of South Africa. She's also a consultant to NPOs and a researcher in the field of sexual and reproductive health and rights exploring the different areas in uh, um, that we can explore ourselves and explore our nature. She, uh, this is just amongst the many things that she does. Dr. Khan, thank you very much for joining us. Your CV is absolutely impressive when it comes to sexual health and reproductive. Thank you very much for having me. It's um it's a very touchy topic today, hey? <laughs> very touchy topic, and it's one that is all over Twitter. We won't mention the Twitter issue. However, it's not the first to happen in South Africa that prominent people or people in uniform are found on videos all over social media having sex. Not the first. People in authority. Mm, mm. And, and, and Dr. Khan, you know, sometimes, especially for those who enjoy watching porn, they might feel inspired to create their own sex tape for whatever reason. Um, so, so can we talk about what would prompt a couple, whether they are a couple that is married, dating, or they are a couple because they have sexual benefits that they give to each other. What prompts a couple to want to create their own sex tape? So I don't think necessarily all people who will be watching porn would, you know, uh, be have the urge to cre- create their own tape. I think that currently, if you're looking at the situation and the times that we're living in right now, there's no filter. So everything, almost every part of our lives are online, you know. Almost every bit of our lives is documented on some device. So it's your laptop or your tablet or your phone. And so why not your sexual life as well? And that's just a question I'm throwing out there in terms of this is how a lot of people do think when they think about putting themselves on tape. But you also get the couple that needs that little bit of spice Maybe they're in a long-distance relationship. Um, maybe they need. Maybe they find it very sexually stimulating to see themselves on screen. Um, it's a quick, surefire way to get turned on, to get you in the mood. Um, you know, even faster than an aphrodisiac or some extra pharmaceutical help. Um, also, some people actually really get very turned on or sexually stimulated by seeing themselves. They find sexual pleasure in their own selves. It's called autoeroticism. And basically the other person is like a sex toy or a prop, right? So these people actually get pleasure by seeing themselves. Um, 
sell to erotism. It's like it's almost like masturbating in front of the mirror. So you're making a video, and when you look at it, it's it's the same kind of feeling someone would have of masturbating in front of the mirror. Um, of course, it's not everybody's cup of tea, and mm. you know you have to consider the risk of actually what what are the risks associated with making that tape? Who are you making it with, um, and what kind of arrangement you have? around who gets to keep it, do both of you have copies of it, of it, what would you do if you break up, do you trust the person enough to have that, you know, um, are, you, is, are you identifiable on the tape, so can you say for sure, like, this is this person, you know, is your face clear, clearly shown on the tape, so these are things that we'll, you know, you would consider, um, or you should consider when you're making that tape. Sure. A-teamers, you're already sending in your messages. We're asking you, have you had a sex tape uh, with your partner um, recorded? And what were the outcomes? What are your reasons as well for creating a sex tape? Is it because it turns you on, turns your partner on, or is it just for those good memories? Let me go to a voice note. Hi, my name is Tepo Mashabela from Linesia South, Flagfontein, Johannesburg. Yeah, I did have uh, sex tapes with different types of ladies. Some that are old enough uh, to be my sisters, they would tell me that uh, if we break up here, if it happens we break up, I must not uh, publish them because they've got their boyfriends or husbands. So, but then uh, I would uh, promise them that uh, I'll never ever uh, publish them. So they would warn me that uh, please don't do that. So thank you. Hey, Tepo, okay, these ladies and you have <laughs> a trusting relationship, <laughs> despite the fact that there's a creeping element, you know, a cheating element. Dr. Khan, what's your take on Tepo's message? Well, you know, I think like you just you just said it right there in terms of the trust, you know, this fair level of trust there, especially if it's um, not a long-term or established relationship, especially if it's a casual relationship. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd say that um, in terms of what not to do, um, and, and drawing from Tepo's voice notes, I'd say that don't make a video if you're under the influence because you're not in the space to make a good decision. Don't make a video with a new partner. Don't make a video with a casual partner. And don't make a video with someone you don't trust completely. And, you know, this idea of trust, wow, it's such a tricky thing because you would have people in established relationships or in marriages and long-term relationships and you have no idea how that person would react if you had to break that relationship. Uh, the extent that they would go to to so-called destroy you, you know, to get back at you uh, for leaving them or for breaking up that relationship, however, whatever the reason would be behind leaving them. So you have no idea what lengths people could go to, um, you know, to get back and to get even. Just to give you an example, I had a case some years ago where a patient of mine was in the situation where her husband had actually got a hold of her diaries that she had kept over the years when she was younger and unmarried. And she had, you know, shared her personal thoughts, obviously, like most people do on, that di- on those diaries. And he had made photocopies of them to use for when they break up, if they break up. And when they did divorce, he did use them. He made little booklets of, you know, photocopies of pages of the diaries, and he sent it to the people who she had written about. So, um, you know, this just happens. We really can't, in terms of trust, we really can't say how a person is going to react when the relationship goes south.
My goodness. Okay, for me, I'll just throw it out there and say don't. <laughs> what I say is, you know, this whole idea of how society views men and women. So if there's a video out there, it's probably going to elevate the man's status more, right? So he's going to feel more of a man because, hey, there's this video out, out there of me, um, you know, I, I did this and I did that. But when it comes to women, and, and, men are, and people are okay watching men or seeing men have multiple partners, whether they're being faithful or unfaithful, there's a certain kind of tolerance to it or an expectation of it. But if it comes to women, then suddenly it's all about slut shaming. So if a woman does the same thing, it's not the same. And I think that, you know, if what I say to people who ask me these kind of questions is that if you're a woman who's going to take the step and make a sex tape with your partner, you're also going to have to accept and acknowledge that there, there is a risk, there is a chance that that tape will get out there, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally, whether it's revenge porn or an accident. And then we just need to chin up and, you know, just go with it. You made that decision as an adult. It was, you know, hopefully a a consensual decision. There was mutual consent. And then you just go with it. So you've got to own that decision. That's it. Yeah, own the decision, whatever decision it is that you make. So let me go to this um, uh, WhatsApp. It says, I've been with my partner for almost four years this year. And in the beginning of uh, the love life, we have done many sex tapes. And I was never bothered as I trust him. I knew that uh, every time we were not together, he or even I would go back to those videos and just bring some excitement over the phone. Oh, yes, we even had sex calls at times and they were absolutely amazing. So there, other people are doing it successfully. Absolutely. You know, and I really think it comes down then to character, um, you know, and your morals and your values in terms of how you respect each other and how you respect yourself. Of You know, obviously it's a very touchy and difficult and tricky situation. I mean, you know, when, when it comes to jilted love, no one can really say how someone will respond. But... I think it can be done. You know, it can be done, and it can be done, obviously, ethically, you know. So it really depends on the person itself. Uh, Of course, the context that brought about this conversation is completely different. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, so we're actually looking at different issues there. Mm. Um, But either way, I think that, you know, what's really important to raise here is consent. So... These tapes, if you're making them, you must have, there must be mutual consent. Both people must want to happily, explicitly want to do this. One should not be coerced into it. It shouldn't be used as an, on an incentive basis. So it shouldn't be like, for example, if you're not in an established relationship, um, you know, I'm not going to speak to you anymore. I'm not going to, to call you again, not going to take you out or whatever, unless you send me a pic of yourself or a video of yourself. And when I'm saying this, in the context of even teenagers, because this is what's happening, right? So people are being coerced, and women are generally, and young girls are being coerced into these situations where you feel there's a threat of the person leaving you, and so you feel pressured into sending something that you don't really want to. So it's similar to feeling pressured into having sex when you don't want to. It's almost the same thing. So whether it's just sending a pic of yourself nude, or making that tape, whether it's a tape of yourself, pleasuring yourself, it's 
it all falls under the same area, in the same area, right? So there must be mutual consent. You must want to explicitly, happily want to take this photo of yourself or make a video of yourself pleasuring yourself for your partner or a video of yourself and your partner. So you shouldn't be coerced into it and it shouldn't be on an incentive basis. And also, partners shouldn't be tricky with each other. I mean, the video uh, in case that uh, has been circulating on social media recently seems to be a video that the other partner was not aware um, from, you know, the way it looks, that there is a video that's been taken. And I mean, I know there's another one of an officer that surfaced a couple of years ago. She didn't seem aware (laughs) that the other officer had put a, a, a camera there. And that's definitely a crime, right? So that's a, that's a crime in South Africa, as well as the revenge porn, either way. So oh, I've, I've actually not watched the video, so I don't know the details behind it. I've just read a whole lot of reports on social media. So I'm not sure uh, regarding you know the dynamics of, of the consent or no consent or how aware or not aware she was. What I can say here is that um, in terms of the power dynamics that exist there in that particular situation, so one person being in a position of power and one not, um, and then there again, how much of power does she really have? You know, the fact that she um, is in this male-dominated uh, uh, context, how much of power does she really have? Because men know very well how much of power women do not have in the workplace. Um, so there's so much to take into consideration. But I think that it's important for us to also speak about revenge porn and the fact that it is um, it is a crime in South Africa. The penalty actually can include a fine up to 300,000 rands or imprisonment for up to four years, which doesn't make sense for a prisoner to have a further sentencing of four years. Um, it could also include, uh, you know, a, both a fine and an imprisonment. So what we know is that the President, Cyril Ramaphosa, has signed the Film and Publication Amendment Bill into law. And this law addresses um, revenge porn, amongst other things. So it talks about hate speech and child pornography as well. And the bill states that any person who knowingly distributes private sexual photographs and films in any medium, including the Internet, without prior consent of the individual or individuals, and where the individual or the individuals in the photos or the film is identified or identifiable, then that person will be guilty of an offense and liable upon conviction. Um, and, and this is it. And we've, like you've said, it's not the first time we've had the scandal in our communities. I yay it to all those who've been sharing people's videos. You're about to be caught. Did you hear you could stay in prison for four years or be fined up to 15,000 rand. Stop sharing people's business. Mind your own. Let's go to a voice note. This is Patricia Lachtman Anonymous. What a topic. I just want to ask, in case of that video that is trending, uh, let's say the person who was taking the video is not one of them. Is it that person wrong? Because according to me, that person is trying to disclose what is happening there so i don't know what is what is your take and the other thing is that uh, if if it was about uh, them who organized that video they should do better because yo that guy looks embarrassing really like (laughs) don't know his work everything (laughs) thank you so much for the show 
Yo, my A-teamers, I love you so much. Now you're even criticizing the guy's skills. Yo, he does not know his work. <laughs> Clearly people have Fantastic contribution, this. though. Yeah, That definitely. he's considered that angle of whether it's, you know, whether it is uh, another inmate yeah. or a warden. A third in party. Terms of exposing. Exactly, you know. So that's, that's a fantastic angle that I've actually not even thought about. Still, it's a crime uh, because of the nature of the video. Uh, there should be other means in terms of how to address the situation. Um, yeah, so still it's a crime because unknowingly you are creating a sex tape of someone and then leaking it. Mm. So it is a crime. You can go to the police. You can get justice if someone leaks a video of you. But for all those who've had videos leaked of them, please, like you're saying, Dr. Khan, suck it up. You know, whether it was by accident, a third malicious party, or you weren't aware, suck it up and, you know, continue with life. It's something that happens every day. I mean, if human beings did not have sex, we wouldn't be alive. So, because people also tend to really get, you know, psychologically affected or impacted negatively when they see themselves being publicized for having sex. You hit the nail on the head when you spoke about the psychological impact. And I think here also we've got to look at, again, you know, how women are viewed in society, so the slut-shaming. Also, it depends on the collateral damage, so to speak. How many other and who, who else is being affected by this video of you? So if you're a mother, you know, that would impact, that would have a huge impact on your children, especially if your face is identifiable. Of course, if you have a different, if, you know, if it's you and your husband or you and an established partner, um, then it would be, oh, you know, this happened by accident. We should be more responsible next time. But And kids would be embarrassed, but also it's their parents or, you know, it's their mother in an established relationship or their father in an established relationship. But in this situation, it's completely different. This con- context is completely different. It's a unique context. Um, so we're looking at different things here. But exactly like you say, I, the fact that you have, a, you know, a history of women attempting suicide as a result of being victims of revenge porn tells you that it's highly likely these women were not 100% um, in terms of affirmative consent, so not 100% sure that this is what they wanted to do, not confident with that decision to make that video. You know, we have this occurrence in the past few years where your, your social media account will be hacked into. So it will be, for example, your Facebook account will be hacked and someone will share some explicit stuff on your Facebook pretending to be you. And usually people will write posts and, and very, you know, like almost ashamed and embarrassed that, you know, if you've received any um, DMs from me with explicit of explicit nature, please know it wasn't me. And they'll give a whole explanatory thing. Um, I tend to tell, you know, my friends and, and family and whoever I have on Facebook, if you receive this kind of thing or if you see this kind of thing or, you know, if someone claims this is me in a video, then if they're not, if they're not having fun and if they're faking it, then it's not me. <laughs> I turn it around. <laughs> Doctor, I turn it around. And this that. is what sexual agency is about. You know, mm. so if you're going to take that step, then you've got to suck it up. Own it. Own that decision.
But now, you know, there's a thing now that we didn't look at, that angle from that anonymous A-team who's, uh, who's critiquing the skills of the man in the video, saying he doesn't know his business, he's doing a pathetic job. Um, <laughs> you know, what then happens if you and your partner decide to have this uh, uh, exploratory sex taping of each other? And once you're done, you look at yourselves and you think, I know, man, <laughs> this doesn't look right. I mean, does that not break at a person's confidence? It doesn't have to. It could, but it doesn't have to. I mean, you know, it could be one of the ways to learn to be more attentive to your partner's needs. So sometimes a couple might decide to watch themselves and then they watch their reaction or their partner's reaction because, you know, as confident as people may be outside of that that space, that sexual space, they're not the, not everyone's the same or that confident within that space, within that area, right? So if this is um, an exploratory, you know, um, activity where you get to see what do you, not necessarily what do you look like on camera, but how are you responding to each other? Because if one person is zoning out, then you get to see that and then you get to hopefully improve as opposed to lose confidence and be embarrassed. All right, there's a con for you. You can improve your sexual uh, performance when you do uh, a sex tape. Okay, so this SMS comes from Joan Peter Maritzburg who says, Ish, I wouldn't dare go there. Sex tape <laughs> things. And then another one, an SMS from uh, Lengani. Lengani says, the only time I took a sex video was after catching my sit-in girlfriend red-handed in bed with another man. I used it as evidence during litigation and won the lawsuit. Yikes. Wow. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this, Dr. Khan. I mean, yeah, I'm also not sure. I mean, when he was, when, when the person was able to use that video, you know, clearly identifying this person, obviously not before the bill had been passed um, or else that would have been a crime. So I, I'm also a little stunted on those details. Yeah, I wish the A-team, uh, please uh, just elaborate a bit more because I'm a bit also like uh, confused there. On WhatsApp, De uh, Beer says, good evening, Patricia and your team. I think I live in a different world. What is the reason for taking videos when I have sex? For what? Luckily, uh, I'm a Christian and I don't think that is a good decision. All right, De Beers, bringing in religion there. But I, I suppose it... <laughs> Having sex has nothing to do with religion, in my opinion, uh, because when you're having Except sex... Except that it can be very heavenly. <laughs> Dr. Khan, Dr. Khan, I love you already. <laughs> Look, I, I mean, when people are having sex, they, they don't, they're not wearing clothes, so there's no regalia, there's no, you know, so when they're having these tapes, it's not religion that is there, it's, it's for other reasons. But yes, the heavenly part, open up the doors and let the people enter. Yes, sex yeah. does remind you of God, because there's always the, oh God, oh God. <laughs> the religion does have a huge role to play. <laughs> I can relate to that particular person because coming from a Muslim community, I think, you know, um, similar thoughts here in terms of the community understanding. So I can relate to that. Um, You know, so even within Muslim culture and Muslim community, that would be a a big no-no. So, yes, I think to each his own.
To each his own, definitely. Hey, Timas, I want to hear from you. When last did you do that sex tape? Are you one who is keen? Are you and your partner those people who zoom in when you are doing the sex tapes? Or do you put it... And I want to know, what device do you use? Is it your phone? Is it an actual camera? Do you use lighting? And do you watch it afterwards, together, alone? What happens? Please, come in. Let us get into your closet, into your bedroom. We've got Dr. Khan, who can also help you if perhaps you've experienced um, a leaking of uh, a sex tape with your partner or whatever and Dr. Khan can take you through that because she's also a counsellor and she'll be able to assist. The number to dial in on is 011-714-2006 or SMS 41391 WhatsApp 0614-104-107 As Dr. Khan says, hey, sex can be heavenly. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. All right, 104 to 107, leading the Late Night Conversations. Dr. Khan, there are still more messages coming in here. Wonderful, Patricia. This Let's one, hear them. This one says, good evening. For me, I prefer a mirror that we can have full vision nice. of the bed. I can't imagine stress of having my own sex tape, then losing the phone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, losing the phone is one of those things we haven't spoken about. I'd agree with that one. I'd go with that one, actually. The mirror is your second best, you know, in terms of if, if this is what you want. In, in, if you want to view yourself or your partner, if you want to view the act, um, if that is a turn-on for you, then the mirror would be your safest bet. Hmm. The mirror. The, uh, I suppose for other people who want to watch themselves, you were talking about autoeroticism earlier. Um, the mirror would be one of those go-to places if you've got a mirror above your your bed, so on your ceiling, around you know the walls of your bedroom. Then you can see full view, as opposed to taking a tape that could yes. leak. I mean, if your phone goes in for repairs, that <laughs> all that. Except precious- if you need a little bit of an ego trip. And you would revisit the video. Yeah. You know, so then, yeah. <laughs> but then if there's then the the, 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 the phone f- breaking or needing repairs or a child getting hold of your phone. <laughs> Agreed. And those are the risks. So yeah. depending yeah. on what device you would have it on. For example, if you think that you have it on your laptop or you have it on your computer, you know, on your PC, and it has a password, there are lots of people that can go past that password. Um, even if you're sending your PC or your laptop to, for repairs, you have no idea who's handling it and what they're looking at and what they're looking for. Say you have a, you know, a problem with your phone and you need to take it in for repairs. It will go through your stuff. Huh. So aware. this is something you've got to be, you know, keep in mind. You know, at any time, anything could happen. So if this tape is on your phone, this, this clip is on your phone, and you think, okay, I'm the only person who have ac- has access to this phone, or my partner and I are the only people who has, have access to it. But if that phone, out of the blue, had to malfunction, and you needed to take it for repairs, and if the person who is repairing it is able to retrieve all your information, like often they can, and they do, um, so then you risk that person going through your files because we can't say who is going to behave ethically and who will not. And then there's that accidental share to all on a cell phone. Those touch screens are not always friendly. So you could possibly share to all, including your religious church group, and um, people could just, yeah, at a touch this of your button. This is something, for me, this is a great, you know, this is a big fear, what you just mentioned right now, because as soon as you open up 
Instagram or Facebook and you want to, you know, to upload a picture, it first shows you yourself, right? So, you know, and I'm forever in my shorts, but I'm always like in general in public spaces. I'm this Muslim woman who is completely covered from head to toe. But at home, I'm forever in my shorts. And the next thing I know is I just see, you know, a thigh or a knee or something on the screen. And I flip every time I see this. I have a little panic attack every time I see, you know, my leg on the screen. And I make sure that when I'm going to go on to post something, I have the phone on a flat surface. That's not my my leg or my thigh or, you know, that kind of thing. So these are things that I think we take for granted because we use the phone so much and so commonly and so often. We just take this for granted. We forget that, like you just said, um, accidentally, you know, you clicked on something and you sent, and you sent to everyone. And I think that during the lockdown, I've come across a few posts on Facebook where children have posted pictures of their mom, uh, nude pictures of their mom. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I've seen several posts on Facebook where two-year-old and three-year-old were playing with phones because that's what we do, don't we? We give our phones to little two- and three-year-olds to keep them occupied so that we can just be, you know, we just have five minutes doing something. Um, And so the kid has the phone and the kid accidentally uploads a nude picture of yourself because the kid can't establish, you know, can't tell that this is a nude picture and I shouldn't be doing this and doesn't even know what they're doing, but they post a picture of you nude or if it's a sex tape so this goes to you know your religious leaders the older kids school teachers the your employer ooh. the employer ooh, 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 ooh. okay and I... in this particular context you know this this arises so this particular person has been suspended mm-hmm. um and and that that's one of the implicate or the, the the consequences of it so there's always a consequence to every action and that's one of the consequences. In the, in the, the layman, for example, not in this institutionalized setting um, where there's certain kind of power dynamics we're looking at, we're talking about the average person. You still have that, your reputation in terms of your work reputation. Um, you know, people actually go through your social media profiles before hiring you. Yes, definitely. Definitely, that's another thing that people need to watch out for because you might lose out on huge business or employment opportunities because of what you post on social media. So here's another one here from Tor, who's in Bramfisher, who says, Hi, Patricia. I say it's a big no for me because when that relationship ends, it can become a problem. Uh, This one from Donald in Rustenburg, who says, I recorded one sex tape, but the lady warned me not to ever expose my phone to anyone. I want to know, Donald, did you keep that promise? (laughs) Did you keep that promise? This one... Sounds like he did. Well, let's allow him to respond because you never know. Really, you never know. And then this one says, uh, good evening, A-teamers. I took sex videos way back before they were popular and have loved it since. One thing that it needed is trust between... Uh, partners. We even do video phone sex and it's fun. On today's video, the woman was totally aware the video is being taken rightly from the beginning when the guy puts the phone up and when uh, he takes after his two minutes. 
Oh, okay. Oh, See, okay. For us who are just reading the threads, <laughs> we're not really sure what happened on this video. That's why we can't critique uh, the happenings of uh, the video. But yeah, so the guy apparently takes two minutes, Dr. Khan. Uh, no, critique on that? <laughs> well, it depends, you know. It could have been a quickie. It could have been, you know, in, in the excitement of almost getting caught and it being a quickie. We'll just give him the benefit of the doubt. All right. Benefit of the doubt. There it goes. This is Patricia. I just want to do the follow-up. I heard your girl saying uh, there's other means of uh, taking, maybe for reporting the, the people who are doing those bad things. But end of the day, you need a proof. And if you don't have a proof, there's nothing or no one is going to listen to your story. Or otherwise, you're going to put yourself in danger as a whistleblower. So what are the other mechanism or other method to you know, make this thing uh, or report those things. Thank you. All right, Dr. Khan. Um, I, I'm not sure in terms, I wasn't sure, is he asking other mechanisms in terms of that particular context? Yeah, of, of, of reporting a, a person who has leaked a sex tape or, you know, of yeah, you. This is mm. something I've been also asking myself in terms of the how vulnerable was the, the, the inmate or how vulnerable was the warder? How vulnerable was the woman or the man in the situation in terms of did he also not have access to other male warders whom he could have reported to if he was the victim of gender-based violence, if he was coerced or threatened into this kind of sexual arrangement? So in terms of uh, not disclosing or, or the risk of you being outed as the whistleblower, I think it would depend on the on the dynamics there and the power dynamics and what happens the internal stories there. I, I wouldn't know uh, who would you report to and how would and how much would you trust that person to take it forward uh, objectively and you know um, not disclosing who you are as the whistleblower. But in I think that's the yeah. risk you take, isn't it? But in general, um, I mean, without proof of, you know, that particular tape, you don't have it at your possession. How do you then go and report a case? I think maybe that's another angle we can take it. Meaning you as person so, on the tape. So I'm so, on the tape, but right. I don't have the tape except for what has been shared on social media. And I, I now want to report that so-and-so took the tape. But I don't have proof that it was so-and-so who took it. It could be anyone else who came into that uh, particular room where we were doing our deed. So it does depend on how it was shared. If it was uploaded on Facebook, it actually can be traced via digital forensics. So there are ways and means of tracing who uploads something onto social media. Um, and it stays there on the web. You know, there would have to be someone who is really skilled on deleting the, that kind of information for it to not be there. So it would be there. The information would be there. And if we take um, a, someone who is an expert at digital forensics, and there are several people who can do that, and th that would be maybe done through the, the court system. So they would then go through the court system and commission someone to, like a private investigator who is of a with digital forensics, and they would be able to trace who uploaded that. You know, it's also a crime to share that kind of um, material. So it could go, you know, you could go backward until you find the person. I know that it's wild because of the fact that it just went viral, but ultimately these people do know how to find that. Hmm. So, 
don't share, don't share, don't share other people's business. I repeat, do not share other people's business. You could be charged. Uh, yes, it's a crime to share it. Even if you're not the person who was the first one to upload, if you were just sharing that, a post of that video, that's a crime too. Sure. Okay, so Donald, who said that uh, um, he's once done a sex tape, he sent us a, um, a WhatsApp earlier, says, right. Patricia, I didn't expose it to anyone for sure. Oh, oh good. well done, good. Donald. Has some I thought integrity. so. I was just, you know, <laughs> hoping. Uh, you, you've got more faith than I do. Hey, uh, but then, yeah, good for you for having integrity, Donald. So this one from Anonymous says, uh, Patricia and your team. Well, Mina, I usually tell her that today, baby, we're going to do Kama Sutra, 72 styles, instead of making a sex tape. <laughs> so so the, the, there's other couples who are quite kinky out there. So this uh, sex tape issue is not, uh, it's not a new thing to them, but they also sp- use it to spice things up. So if, if you are having a sex tape, so, so let's say, for instance, there, there weren't all these cons around having sex tape and you want to have a, a sex tape, how do you successfully create the environment so that your tape entices you afterwards? That would entirely depend on what, um, you know, what your kink is. So if it's candles and flowers and soft music and dim lighting, you know, that kind of thing. Um, or, you know, it depends on what your accessories and your props and whatever would be, but it really would depend what kind of intimacy you are, um, you know, that, what kind of intimacy you prefer and that you'd want to see. Um, if there's role playing, it will really depend on what you want, what kind of role you want to see yourself in um, and what would turn you on for later on. Okay. Olane has in terms of you yeah. know, setting up the scene, in terms of setting up the scene and the yeah. scenario, that yeah. will really depend. Maybe you've seen something, you know, porn, um, professional porn, and that's something you want to reenact. It could be anything. Hmm. All right. Olane has sent us a message here. Ooh. This one says... Um, I don't think it's a good idea for me. When I was doing matric... One guy stole a phone belonging to the teacher and went with it outside while we were learning. Then he looks and uh, the videos and camera across and came across sex tapes. Uh, Then he went back calling his friends to come and see. And all the boys were going out one by one. And I followed to just to see what was happening. I found them watching. And oh my gosh, guys. You watch adult stuff. Then my fellow classmate went back to class, and uh, yeah, it was it was yeah it was hectic. So clearly, Kolane, this thing is not on because it can be found by anyone and everyone. And then another one from an A team, Pukeja in Kwakwa says, "Very nice of the video. I like it. Pity the woman is always a victim. Well, they were supposed to make half cut." So faces don't appear. Wow, what a stimulation it is. Okay, Pukaja, wow. watch the video that we are referring to. Yes, I think a lot of people have actually watched it. Um, I'm glad I haven't come across it. Um, also, because something has, you know, a thought that came to me was we talk so much about consent, right? And we're talking about how this video was, not sh- was shared without her consent. But we're also asking people to share the video with us. So are we also then not violating her? 
violating her and him i think and him yeah, right yeah you know violating well depending on who uploaded the video but are mm. we not then violating that so mm. you know it's just something tricky for me yes it's something i've been thinking about Okay, there's another one here. This one is from Bran. Bran says, Hi, Patricia and Dr. Khan. I previously had naked pics of my ex-girlfriend that she had sent me. She ended up cheating on me, and I seriously thought about sharing those pictures. Um, I was 21 at the time, so young and dumb. Thankfully, I deleted all the pictures and moved on with my life. I think having naked pictures or videos can be dangerous and can ruin someone's life, especially young people and revengeful people people i personally say no to it absolutely and i think if you really really must and if you feel like you want to or need to um just try not to make it so evident that it's you you know maybe turn your face um or remove your face from the picture or something crop the photo or take it in such an angle that you don't really see your face um just so that it's not so obvious that it is you so uh, try and and be discreet about your face and but then people have tattoos and piercings or body parts and, that yeah. have birthmarks, birthmarks or, yeah. you know those kind of things um or like i said earlier rock it you know if this is what you're going to do then just suck it up and go with it either way you know it, it can't be that you know and, and it comes back and I keep coming back to consent because when I think of the number of women who after this has happened to them resort to suicide or they go into depression and it all then comes back to this idea of, you know, your image in society, you've been shamed, um, you know, your, your reputation is ruined, you are slut shamed. It's something that you're going to, it's going to, you know, people will drag your name in the mud for, for years to come. Every time, and especially, you know, women do this to women. So every time you go one step up in the ladder, someone will remind you of something that happened in the past. Um, and so these are things that, you know, it, makes, it reminds me or it makes me think that often one person, usually the woman, is not 100% confident in that decision of making that tape or sending that picture because when it goes out there, it's usually the women, as, in as far as I've seen, you know, in all these years, that takes it the wor- like you know, worse than the, the man in the video or the man in the picture, and is slut shamed by the society. The man is never; it's always the woman that's slut shamed. So I would say, either don't do it, or if you're going to do it, own the decision, or do it discreetly. You know, like you said, mm, own the decision, own the decision. I think that, that that's that's one of the things that our society needs to come to. If you're going to do something and it, it's going to come out, you need to be able to stand for it and move on because these things don't last forever. Remember, we had a, a minister who yes. who had a it, it was a body part. He made his he, debut on a website. <laughs> Oh, he's on a website as well. My goodness. Okay. I'm not sure if it's still there, but he made his debut on a very popular website. All I know is, I mean, his manhood was all over. You know, it was shared all over. And and in Parliament, I saw there was, I'm trying to be very discreet, but an opposition party member said, well, you know, made hand gestures to say, you're not that big, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. it, 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 these things you need to own them, and I don't see the man hanging his head in shame. 
Absolutely. That's exactly what I've been saying, you know. Um, and it just always comes down to the woman. And we have to remember that these are adults, right? You're an adult, and hopefully you made an informed decision, which is why you should look at the situation from all angles and then decide, should I do this or not? And already, if you're being pressured into a decision, it already gives you an indication of the power imbalance in that relationship, and that should be a red flag. And uh, this message here from Joseph in Orange Farm says, I wouldn't do it on any minute of my lifetime. Can you imagine as a brother accidentally seeing images of your little sister doing the deeds? I was disappointed. Sure. Yeah, we've mentioned that in terms of family and, you know, children. So here he says, he puts himself in the context of a brother and a sister. Um, And these are things that you'll have to face for the rest of your life. While some people will try to forget, others won't. And others will find it difficult to forget. So these are the consequences you'll have to face. Well, that's what happens when you want to be kinky. There are pros and there are cons. Some do it for the love. Some do it for the money. Some do it for the kink, but others are coerced into it. So, Dr. Khan, as a parting shot, what can you say around sex tapes? I think if you're going to do it, be responsible about it and find ways that you can that, that you're not so identifiable. So that in the future, if it does get leaked, whether it's intentional or unintentional, you don't have to go back and, you know, relive that moment in terms of now uh, regret that moment. So obviously when it's made, you know, you're not thinking about it in that context. So it's it's fun and it's exciting and it's a turn on and it's you know, it's sexually stimulating and it's almost like an aphrodisiac. So also let it not be something that you're going to regret. So work around ways to make to ensure that it's not something that you will regret in the future. Definitely. Make sure that you are safe. Now, you're also a marriage counselor, Dr. Khan, um, alongside everything else that you do. Uh, how can people be in touch with you? So they can find me on Instagram at Dr. Mariam B. Khan. I'm also available on WhatsApp. It's 079-380-8449. I'm on Facebook as well. It's the same as the Instagram handle. It's Dr. Mariam B. Khan. Okay. I see I see here, and um, uh, because of time, we might not be able to answer this, but there's an A-teamer who's really crying around him being a religious man, but because he says he's not good-looking, he can't seem to find a partner. So I think to this A-teamer, please make sure you're in contact with uh, Dr. Khan. You might need some counselling there. So Dr. Khan, just one last time, those contact details, please. 79 Alternatively, you can find me on social media. It should be at Dr. Mariam B. Khan. Thank you so very much. Such a great pleasure. Uh, And that analogy of heaven and sex, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Patricia. I hope we do it again soon. I'm also looking forward to another session with you, Dr. Khan. Take care. It is exactly midnight, A-teamers. And uh, from my side, I will say, hey, do not do it. Do not do it, (laughs) that sex tape, because you don't know whose hands it might fall into. But if you've done it and you've been happy, good for you. It is your closet. Enjoy it.
We'll be back again at uh, 10 and um, until midnight for the Thursday edition of Late Night Conversations. At 3 until 5 a.m., Mandla Shonga gives you sound awake, so wake up early and enjoy that great music and good content. Happy Thursday, A-teamers. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.